We're not sure if Thomas Jefferson would listen to WCHV, but we're pretty sure he'd call into Joe Thomas in the morning a lot. Seville 1075 and 1260. Ted Nugent called. He wants his shirt back. Searching for a friend to share my time. Looking for a mountain I can climb. Ain't afraid to death or don't do. Do the best that I can do. Four three four nine six four one zero seven five on this Ted's Day morning. Lots to chew on uh, this morning from the General Assembly. Uh, they've smacked down under the banner of vote suppression any restrictions on forty-five day voting. I'm still hopeful. The governor realizing that Tony Fauci lied to us all when he said six feet social distancing. And remember, and I feel like I need to unpack this again because people are like, well, why are you just why are you? Why are you being mean to Governor Yunkin? Why are you calling on him to do something? You know, you could have. So, last week, Anthony Fauci testified to Congress that he has no idea where the six-foot social distancing rules came from. They just sort of happened. Understanding that everything that followed... All of the lockdown protocols, all of the closing of the schools, all of the 45-day voting rules in Virginia, never mind all the other voter fraud, I mean voter manipulations that took place in other states. But just for our sake of argument here in Virginia, the 45-day voting rules were not put in place to fight vote suppression. But now if you talk about shrinking that number you're accused of vote suppression how could it be for for example if you were to take an antibiotic and the doctor says take the antibiotic for three weeks and you take the antibiotic for three weeks are you now giving yourself the disease when you stop taking the antibiotic? Are you giving yourself whatever infection that you were fighting? No, of course not. But that's the, the mindset now. The, the authoritarians, they want to make you believe that the 45-day voting rules in Virginia were concocted, were invented to fight some mysterious vote suppression that was going on. It's been a long time since we've said this, but how do you know they're lying to you? Their lips are moving. So even at the behest of some Democrat election officials, a, a restriction down to 21 days, three weeks, actually more than three weeks because you're talking about voting days. You're not talking about just calendar days. So Friday, we will begin voting in our Virginia presidential primaries. Because the governor didn't walk out to a podium and said, I'm ex on the basis of Anthony Fauci's testimony that there was no scientific basis for the six-foot social distancing rule. And since we in Virginia follow the science, I am ending the 45-day voting rules as of right now. I am signing this executive order to 
eliminate them for now under executive privilege and then call on the legislature to end them legislatively. And get out there on the narrative because you know that the authoritarian left, whether they be Republican or Democrat, would would jump on that phraseology the the minute there's the littlest bit of an admission of anything. Think think about abortion since we just had Father Frank Pavone on from Priests for Life. The minute you have somebody saying, well, okay, and, and then you get into viability, and all you need is a little, well, okay, you know, before this period of time, the, the, the feet, the, the clump of cells or whatever the hell they want to call it isn't going to live on its own. And they seize on that, and that becomes their altar that they worship at. We don't do that, but we could. We don't have to debase ourselves to do that. All we have to do is take Anthony Fauci's own words and say, he didn't base the six-foot rule on which everything that followed is based and, and there's part of it, and we talked about this last week, and I got an email over the weekend that said, what about the liability factor, Joe? You have brought up the 9-11 Victims Fund. You've brought up Monsanto. Isn't admitting that the government lied about the six-foot social distancing and all the things that would open the government up to lawsuits from parents whose children have fallen way behind at school, etc., etc., etc. It's a Pandora's box. And Frank, you know, I appreciated the email. I responded to him in written form because it came in on Saturday. <laughs> I didn't have a show uh, to do. But this, this, is, this is the thing. We're afraid of the liability, the legal liability. Well, then don't lie to the American people in the first place. There's a simple way to avoid, you know, those kind of things from happening. Don't engage in political fraud. Good morning. You're on the air with Joe Thomas in the morning. Who's this? Good morning, Joe. It's Stuart here. How are you doing? Good, Stuart. How are you doing this morning, my friend? Pretty good. Just uh, a little <laughs> pedantic background. The six feet uh, is you know, comes from almost ancient history almost. I mean, think about that, uh, how we decided to bury corpses six feet in the ground. Um, there, there was actually sort of a scientific reason for the distance. And a more mundane public health example is ringworm. Uh, the, the serious public health problem that ringworm was in rural America uh, in the early days due primarily to you know, surface defecation habits. It actually determined that the larvae that cause such the problem only exist long enough to travel just under six feet, and then they die and are no longer infectious. So as long as you bury the waste at least six feet deep, you have no problem with them getting out. I mean, that's like they only have that much lifespan, and then they die. So mm -hmm. knowing that scientifically was, was incredibly helpful it has absolutely nothing to do with breathing on people, but you know, that's where they <laughs> reflexively went to. Well, I guess maybe that is. He ran home to some arbitrary distance that was in his file of facts. Maybe. I, I don't. But but given all the things that we based the next three years on, 
at some point, Tony could have said, well, no, 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 hang on a second here. I didn't say, you know, you couldn't, you're, you're overreacting. But he didn't. He, he wrote it like uh, <laughs> Dr. Clark says we should have a statue to Anthony Fauci, this crazed dwarf with a hypodermic needle riding a flying bat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, but that's, that, that, but that's what he did is he wrote it like a crazed bat into battle in some you know, Dungeons and Dragons game instead of saying, well, no, 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 no. Before you start closing all the schools and before you start telling people you can't go into polling places, um, because it was a wonderful tool that the authoritarians then used to build this entire structure that you know, convinced us that you know our breath was a loaded pistol. I mean, you heard President well, Biden, whether whatever whatever you think of President Biden's mental acumen on national television, saying, "Well, you you don't have the right to kill me with your COVID," as if we're walking around with loaded guns. Absolutely. I mean, we know from the historical perspective that it was the perfect storm of everything that that allowed the the uh, election to be manipulated the way it was. Um, but the, I just have one one question for you, Joe. I mean, now we're we're getting like eleven months out, and I guess mm-hmm. the the, uh, the concept that you and I were talking about about the apprenticeship. No, President Trump is not going to hand the laurels to someone else to avoid the baggage. He's going to ride it, ride that horse right to the end. What what makes us think for for one for one second that after having three years to be in charge of the deep state administrative processes, there's a dog's chance in heck that they will allow President Trump to be reelected? I just I just don't believe it. I just don't believe there's a chance. Well, and this is you express a big problem with the administrative state because you need a certain percent. There needs to be administrators to make sure our laws are codified. But what we've done is we've allowed we've allowed our own self indulgences to become the the core of our judicial system. We have laws that no longer are written to protect our rights, but to get us stuff. And and that's what is really empowering the administrative state, uh, you know, the the swamp, whatever you want to call it, uh, because now. Yeah, I mean, it, I tell you, we talk about. I'm just going to cut you off. Talk about the the Constitution being the controlling document. It's really the APA, the Administrative Procedures Act. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once you've got that down, you can do anything you want. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and nobody notices because it's below the surface. Well, and Jonathan, he's the first elected or erstwhile elected official. Now it's because he's worked in you know FCC and and several other agencies at the behest of presidents like Reagan. Um, but he, he talked about these administrative courtrooms. We had the fellow Chris Edwards on from uh, Heritage was talking about these administrative courtrooms. They have they have no constitutional authority. Yet because of EPA and FDA and FCC, you get dragged into these things that for all intents and purposes look like a courtroom and, and your presumption is you're protected by your constitutional rights, but you're not because it's this extracurricular kind of courtroom. And these are the things that have to be stopped and they have to be stopped now because this is how you become a third world teapot dictatorship. Well, Joe, well, we talked about, uh, uh, the Nuremberg trials the other day, and, and one brief moment of testimony uh, that was on the stand was 
uh, one of the German jurors was saying that the appeals court had been eliminated, and instead, basically, what he said was exactly what you're describing. Instead of an appeals court, it turned into a wire diagram of committees, offices, bureaucrats, where you would be lost into it, and you know mm-hmm. uh, the racism would, would be applied, but uh, it would just disappear into a maze instead of actually having a court. Actually, you bring up our discussion about the the Nuremberg movie. Uh, I got several emails from folks who said that in modern in our modern world of of how we view anti-Semitic protests, they wouldn't have been able to even make or release the 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 the, the, the Nuremberg film uh, because it was too kind to the Jewish community. Um, yeah, and that's a whole other kettle of fish to boil. Oh my God! It's a, it's an amazing world we're living in, and we're just trying to make sense of it all, and maybe keep our powder dry for a later date. Uh, Stuart, you'd be good, my friend. Well, well said though about the uh, the six foot uh, and. Uh, Gosh, ringworm is so much bigger. I, now, now, ringworm, I imagine a, a, a cloth mask would keep from getting into your mouth, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> if it could get up from your feet all the way You have a great day, Joe. Keep punching. The original social media. Call Joe Thomas in the morning on anything. What are you? Really? I'm Batman. Seaville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Joining us now on the Newsmakers line from one of the really great organizations, uh, and, and really it's a, it's one of the, one of the political or, or, medical tragedies of uh, a a story that is full of human tragedy, certainly, and that is the story of COVID-19, a man who is considered one of the great uh, emergency physicians in the nation until he said, hold it, I've got this stuff that will make these people feel better, and Centara Healthcare said, no, you're fired. He is uh, Dr. Paul Marek of the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance. They have a great event coming up. Uh, very soon. Uh, Dr. Marek, good morning. Good to catch up with you, sir. How are you doing this new year? Yes, good. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for calling. Yeah, um, I'm doing good. And yourself? Um, well, <laughs> I'm frustrated ever since uh, last, was it last week or a week and a half ago when uh, Dr. Anthony uh, Fauci admitted to Congress that the whole six-foot rule was just sort of made up. And he's not sure where it came from uh, after telling us for how many years that he was science. Um, and, and all the things that we did between shutting down the schools and shutting down our businesses and screwing up our election systems, all based on something that now Dr. Fauci sits there and shrugs and said, I don't know where that came from. Um, really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure whether I'm more upset that more people aren't upset about this, Dr. Merrick. Yeah, so I mean, the worst part of it is he lied uh, to Congress and he got away with it. I mean, we know absolutely categorically that him and the NIH and the Department of Defense, etc., were involved in a gain of function research. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no question of doubt. The evidence is overwhelming. And they, they've lied to Congress and lied to the American people. And all the countermeasures they came up with were basically all not, not based on any good science. Mm-hmm. And so he, him, and his cadre of um, supporters are really responsible for this, one of the greatest human tragedies of all kind. And um, he, he lied to Congress, and it seems like he's getting away with it. 
Yeah, that's it's a, a travesty. That's the that's the real travesty is nobody's holding him accountable um, for all these losses, and maybe it's fear of you know people you know lawyering up or something, uh, Doctor Marrick. But when you see, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times over the last four years people have said to me, Joe, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. I said, but can we ask if the, anyone else smells smoke? Because that's what I felt like we what you were doing. Uh, and then Dr. Corey and all of you who were run out of the medical profession for simply saying a horrific viral infection that seems to stop oxygen from getting from the lungs to the blood. It's a pretty serious thing. As far as I remember, that that hasn't been challenged. This is what SARS-CoV-2 does, is, is it stops in some patients oxygen getting from our lungs to our blood. Pretty serious thing. And and we dropped it at that, saying, how do we fix this? Because when doctors like you came along with all the protocols that are there at the COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance website for people, you were you were truly driven out of the profession. Centaur fired you. They went after your medical license simply for saying, hey, here are some medicines that fix this. And, and that witch hunt, I think, is the worst you know, part of all this because I think countless people died because doctors like you were not allowed to do what you knew how to do best. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we knew, you know, early in this pandemic that there were effective early treatments, um, many different treatments which have been proven, you know, by the real science, but it was inconvenient for them because their agenda was to roll out these ineffective and highly dangerous uh, mRNA mm -hmm. jabs. And so that that was their agenda. You know, what has happened is there's been a massive transfer of wealth from the um, middle class and average person to these exceedingly wealthy people who have um, earned billions of dollars from this vaccine while the most of the country has been decimated. It's an outrage. It's a moral, ethical, and... Uh, it's it's just a, a, a humanitarian outrage, and it mm -hmm. seems like they're going to get you know get away with perpetrating this terrible crime. Doctor Merrick, and and you know, really reached out because there's uh, your third annual conference, your medical education conference is coming up, um, beginning of February, correct? That's correct. Yeah, it's going to be February two to four in. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, it's going to be, you know, uh, our biggest conference yet. Um, the the direction is going to be slightly different. It's going to be more interactive. It's going to be more personal, and hopefully, it will energize people. So, you know, it's not a protest meeting. Mm -hmm. It's it's a, it's 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 to look at where we are, what we can do to change the future, how people can be empowered to take control of their own health, because clearly we are facing a healthcare crisis, you know, not only in this country, but in the world. And um, the current system just is not working. So we have to look for alternatives. And I think, you know, that's what we're doing. We're looking at, you know, what, what we can do and what folks can do to improve the health mm -hmm. and to find a different kind of a healthcare system. It, and that's, it, it seems like, and it, and it looks one of the most heartening things of our post-COVID world is we are, 
looking at a health system that really looks a lot more like it used to, where you knew your doctor, they knew what the best care practices were, or they knew who the experts were that they could call, and there wasn't this politicization of it, uh, what uh, Dwight Eisenhower warned us about, this uh, this scientific and governmental complex getting developed. Um, you know, I, I, we were just talking a little bit about the presidential race because of uh, some of the primary in, in stuff. But, you know, in many states, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is polling 18, 19, 20 percent um, against Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Now, I know that you have endorsed uh, Robert Kennedy, as as has Peter. Um, is is this issue of medical freedom you know, finally getting enough people in it. And I, and I bring that up only to say this seems to be indicative of, of a, of a very big part of the population that is awake, not woke anymore, Dr. Dr. Merrick. Yeah. So, you know, this should not be a political issue. You know, you know, regardless of your political thoughts and persuasion, right. you know, health, healthcare should be above that. It should be above politics. Amen. It should be above this petty nonsense you know robert kennedy is a very smart man people people put him down as a fringe conspiracy theorist Mm -hmm. as an anti-vax but if you listen to the man he's very intelligent he understands the issues he is highly ethical and moral and he has you know some some solutions that can take us forward um and so, you know, that, that, that's, that's why I think, you know, he is getting a big following amongst, you know, many young people because, you know, he is very inspiring and he's a very smart man. And so, you know, he's not a radical, uh, conspiracy theorist as people would like to paint him. And, you know, he's doing this because he, he thinks this is, you know, what his responsibility and duty is, you know, much like what we're doing, you know, in our little way, we're doing what we can to, you know, help humanity. I think that that is his goal. You know, this is not a person, this is not to, uh, person, you know, a personal agenda. This mm-hmm. is, you know, he's on a real mission and people should listen to what he has to say. Well, I want to circle back to what we started with. So here's Dr. Fauci and our, and, and the government using the force of the government, um, and fear to make us do something. And, and so I, I feel like we need people who will go in there and emasculate that, that bull in the China shop of this government takeover. Uh, that I think we allowed in, you know, a, a decade or so ago, uh, over our healthcare system, this this cabal between the insurance companies and the government and the regulators and the and the bill payers, um, and and none of it benefits the patients, and most of it doesn't benefit the doctors either. No, you're absolutely right. The only people who this cabal benefits are those, you know, who have a vested financial interest, and as we've said. You know, they've made billions of dollars, billions, at the expense of the um, average uh, citizen of Mm -hmm. this world. And so, you know, people are interested. I mean, you know, he's a very intelligent man. His his book, The Wuhan Cover-Up, is an outstanding book. And, you know, I would recommend everybody read it, no matter what your political affiliation, because he presents data that is absolutely convincing. 
And there's no question of doubt that all the branches of government work so closely intertwined with this uh, COVID of fiasco. So, you know, while Dr. Fauci is the, is the, the king person in the mm-hmm. center, you know, he, he, you know, there were many pe- branches of government that were involved in this complete and utter catastrophe. Mm-hmm. And that's what Kennedy is, you know, is trying to get us out of is we, we need a major change because the current system is just so broken and so immoral. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we need to move forward. And, you know, I think that Congress can make a difference if there was this effort to reform these agencies. Mm-hmm. There's no question the FDA, the CDC, the NIH are all, you know, all under control of this pharmaceutical industrial complex and their goal is not for our health it's to it's to empower them and you know you know uh you know it's interesting he makes this very clear in his book and i think he he could you know he's he he could break the system well and and we brought up here in charlottesville you know thomas jefferson famously is the last guy who started a third party because the the two major ones at the time had lost touch with the american people and actually had started treating the american people like the you know like the bad guys uh funny how that seems the case again um and i and i said maybe kennedy's got the gravitas to do that i know jefferson won that election in 1800 uh i don't know if kennedy does but with guys like rand paul as well in the Senate, you know, trying to hold these people accountable. So when we go to COVID-19CriticalCare.com, your website, Dr. Corey, uh, and you look at all the protocols that you and Dr. Corey have put together, they're simple, straightforward, how to avoid it, what to, what you should do when you get it, what you what you should do if you've taken the clot shot, as my listeners call it. Um, you know, uh, you know, and all of these things, you know, somebody has, you know, buyer's remorse over taking one of the shots. Okay, well, you have you have answers for that. It's not it's not name calling. It's not yeah, 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 stinks to be you. Uh, it's it's okay. Here's what we do just the way you would expect a doctor to do. How do people sign up for the conference, which is coming up uh, February 2nd in yeah. Phoenix? So you raise some really important points is that, you know, we're not finger pointing. We're basically providing solutions for people that have issues, you know, people who've been injured by the vaccine, you know, people who've taken the vaccine and maybe have remorse. You know, we have protocols for how to prevent getting COVID, how to treat COVID. And this is these are based on the best available science and using readily available repurposed safe medications. And so that's what we've been doing, you know, right, right from the beginning. So as you say, in terms of the conference, what people can do is go to our website, flccc.net, and then uh, forward slash conference. And uh, it has the uh, agenda the uh, overview of the conference, the conference details, and people can uh, sign up on the website, just uh, uh, on the website, and then also it provides information on, you know, hotel reservations. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a number of uh, hotels that are available in the area uh, that um, people can can book at. That you know, we recommend that they do this sooner than later, as the you know, the re- response has been really quite overwhelming. So the hotels 
are filling up. But this will be a unique uh, experience. And I think the the most heartwarming is that, you know, the, the, this would be attended by similar-minded people. And I think that's what people enjoy, that, you know, it's a non-threatening, it's a uh, mm-hmm. very hospitable environment where people can interact and speak with similar-minded people. And, you know, people, I think, enjoy that that freedom and, you know, restoring the way healthcare used to be. Well, absolutely. Do, do you guys have a radio row? I'll come broadcast from it if you do. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can wait, work out something. Yeah. Oh. Now, it should be really, you know, inspiring. And as I said, it's not a protest meeting. It's meant to be inspirational. You know, we want to restore the patient-physician relationship. We want to restore health care. We want to, you know, empower mm-hmm. people. And so I think this is a, this is a unique opportunity, and people can interact with like-minded people. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Merrick, it's always a joy to catch up with you. I'm glad that, you know, the, 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 hopefully the tide is swinging. Uh, I've watched my brothers and sisters in the news media completely ignore the, uh, Tony Fauci story about lying about the six feet. Uh, and, and to me, the six feet is the cornerstone of everything they did after that. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, what you say is right is that, you know, that whole six feet thing, was was based on this ridiculous theory they had and on that they built the you know um the masks and the social isolation and the lockdowns which we know were extremely harmful Mm -hmm. and so the premise on which all of these were based we know is completely false and every every one of their measures was actually a harmful intervention and you know, they should be called out for for all the harm they've caused. Hold it, Doctor Doctor Merrick. Isn't there something in, in that I remember it distinctly? It says, "You shall do no harm." Isn't there, don't you doctors all say something like that? Yeah. So that's the premise of medicine, which which we hold very dear to our heart: is first do no harm. Uh, and huh. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Funny it is it, it is the, the the cornerstone of what we do: first do no harm. And unfortunately, all of their measures or countermeasures were very harmful. Without question. Dr. Paul Marek, thank you again for everything you've endured uh, to get the word out. I hope this conference is a packed house. Um, my wife is looking at me saying, we can't afford to get to Phoenix in three weeks, uh, but hopefully other people can. So uh, if we could, we would be there broadcasting from it because uh, the the minds that you have there, Jeff Tucker and uh, Peter Bogosian and all these folks who are there, it's just going to be a great uh, conference for folks uh, who, who are trying to shake off the last four years thank you so much sir and we'll talk to you again very soon yeah well thank thank you for everything you do and thanks for for having this conversation ever feel like the feds just raided your home office and took everything into evidence my lawyers have not you still have us suggested i ask what documents they were wchv there's nothing to stole.